Hello and welcome to the podcast, What is the Future of Education? Your host today is Felipe Sanchez, who is an educational psychologist and a doctoral candidate in the Department of Educational Research at Lancaster University. His research explores learning theories and teaching experiences focusing on emotions, art-based methodologies and poetic inquiry. Welcome everybody, welcome to this new episode uh, of What is the Future of Education. Today we have Natalie Morel with us from the Noted Project here in the north of England. Um, welcome Natalie and would you mind just saying a little bit about yourself and the project? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so my name is Natalie, I'm co-artistic director of the Noted Project. Uh, we're a physical theatre company uh, based in Cumbria, but we work all across the north and the northwest. And we make theatrical productions, events, and experiences with and for young people. So we use co creation as a model to allow young people to have a platform to say what they're thinking and feeling and create amazing theatrical experiences and events. Thank you very much. So, one of the projects that the Noted Project is doing right now is called the Forge Festival. Would you mind telling us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, Forge Festival is a two-year project um, funded by Arts Council England and a number of, number of other um, local organisations, including Institute for Social Futures. And we are creating a festival that is all about young people expressing uh, their thoughts and feelings about their futures. And we do this by putting professional artists um, into lots of different groups across Cumbria to co-create a new piece of theatre, dance, music, um, spoken word. It completely depends what the young people want to create. They create um, about a 10 minute performance piece and then that's brought to Windermere Jetty Museum. Um, and we kind of bring those unusual spaces alive with um, a complete young people's takeover in this amazing festival event. So uh, it happened last year and this year it's happening for the second time. It's bigger and better than ever. We've got loads of young people involved, lots of different partnerships and amazing um, pieces being created across Cumbria that will be brought back for the festival. Uh, we have professional filmmakers, musicians, um, all kinds of incredible artists working on the, on the festival. And then it kind of culminates in this beautiful festival in uh, at the end of April at Windermere Jetty Museum where audiences, change makers in the community will get to come and see what the young people are doing and see what they've got to say. And this year the festival's theme is breaking through. So it's uh, however young people interpret that for themselves. So you're telling me that not only going to Windermere by the end of April, which is already an incredible and great idea, uh, is something that could appeal to the audience. Now you're also telling me that there's going to be this amazing festival happening. Yeah. Absolutely. And really importantly, it's a young people's festival. So it's a complete takeover of um, them. They co-design the festival with us. We have a steering group of young people who design the content of the festival and how how it's run. And um, they take over our social media and make sure that they're showing the parts of the festival that they want to show off. 
we also work with um, a mental health charity called Wave Forward, uh, who uh, provide us with um, an amazing mental health support and uh, allowing the young people to feel completely supported with their mental health journey throughout the project as well. So we're trying to make sure that young people feel really empowered, safe and are excited to uh, talk about their futures. Well, that is just absolutely amazing. And let's let's dig in a little bit. So what do you think, what do you see is the link between your work and education futures? Yeah, I think the main thing is that we use creativity and we use co-creation to ho hopefully inspire a generation of young people that feel more collaborative, more open, confident and resilient. Um, I think we really want to make sure that the skills that you get through co-creation, through theatre, through designing your own work, it gives you those transferable skills that you can take into any walk of life for the future. So how do you think this particular model could inform the future of education? Like, how do you see this model uh, expanding towards other, other probably forms or places in education in the future? Yeah, I think the the model is really transferable because it's taking it's allowing your practice to develop by being led by young people and guided by what how they want to shape things. So the model isn't making assumptions about what young people want. It's about them telling us how they want to shape what they make and how they create. And I think that could really shape the future of education, making work alongside young people, taking in and, and valuing their thoughts and opinions on the same level as yours, which is the most important part of it, is that no one is an expert. Everyone is an expert in the room in creating what you want to create. So I feel like that could really help shape the future. So talking about this um, education future and these futures, the possible futures in education, can you think of maybe a few artifacts or media or apps, whatever, that raise important questions or you think that can contribute to our thinking of the future of education from your field? Yeah, absolutely. So we've been involved in a number of different projects um, and different pieces of work that are really innovative in this kind of way of thinking. and. Uh, one of the projects um, is Stage Directions, which is developed by um, the Lowry and uh, Salford LSEP. And that piece of work is has kind of um, produced a number of guiding principles for co-creation and how to do this successfully and in a really fulfilling way. Um, so that's an amazing piece of work um, that's been going on for the last three years. And then also uh, we're part of a project called Tales Retold, uh, which has been developed by the Blackpool Grand Theatre and the Notter Project are lead artists on that piece of work. And they've developed a completely unique practice called Story-Led Resilience. And that is all about um, children critically analysing stories and being able to look at characters and um, things that are happening in the story and what resilient moves those characters are making and they're able to take those resilient moves out of the story and look at how they can apply that to their lives so it's using creativity to look at the resilience framework um, in a unique creative lens and 
so those kind of two projects, story-led resilience practice, we're doing that with younger children, so kind of year four and five um, at primary school, but then stage directions uh, is working all the way through to teenage years. And then with Forge Festival, we're again working with the teenage years up to early career artists in the early 20s. So I think those are two really amazing pieces of work that have been done that can be looked at and researched into and you can look at those guiding principles for how that can really shape the future of education. So this idea of the, the tales retold, that's a little that that's performative, right? That that's performance art. Absolutely. So um what the way that works is that we go in and we deliver a number of workshops with children uh, in primary school settings in Blackpool. Um, they learn physical theatre, they also um, learn about storytelling, how to create and devise their own work, but they're also learning the resilience framework and all the different resilient moves that can be made in their lives. And then we kind of take that and we look at a story, we take out those characters and we look and we analyse and we talk about the resilient moves the characters make or the resilient moves they could have made which might have improved the situation for the characters and those children then retell the story putting those resilient moves that they feel would really benefit those characters and shape the story in a more resilient way so it's it's a really unique amazing project that's been developed by the Blackpool Grand Theatre and it's a two-year project for each um, primary school that takes part so they get a two-year journey developing into character coaching how they can critically think about um, storytelling and resilience and then they also get to go and see shows and also perform um, pieces at the Blackpool Grand Theatre as well so it's a really amazing project and it's all about children being able to develop those that resilience that they can then take forward and by doing that through a creative storytelling uh, lens it um it helps them embed that in their own lives as well so uh, there's this this push for digitality and technology in education in the future but your work is really much more about embodiment and performativity what do you think about it? how do you see these two lanes of um futures coexisting or and or working together yeah i i think both are so important because you're never you one can't replace the other i don't think i think digital um is 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 huge and also you know we know by working with different young people like so many young people are wanting to head into this direction as well but then also, like you say, the performative, being in the room, co-creating, looking into each other's eyes, I don't think you can really replace that either. So I think I think our education needs both of those things. But, you know, when we were in lockdown and we all went digital and we didn't have the opportunity to be in person, we really had to be dynamic and think differently about the way that we produce work and the way that we create because our practice in, in the studio and in the room it couldn't it couldn't continue as normal obviously so we produced um a film on which was shot in lockdown with a group of young people called uh, forge the future 
and that film was them coming on weekly Zoom sessions with us to create and collaborate, but then taking their mobile phones or whatever device they had to film themselves in lockdown. And then that was edited together with the young people and original music was put to it. And we had this incredible piece of collaborative work and this amazing film that was created at the end of lockdown uh, about their experiences and how each month changed and how it was shaped. Um, but that was done through a digital medium. So I think it can be done, but I also think it's, and it, it brings new challenges, but then it also brings amazing things. Like we can work with young people who are in completely different places in rurality across Cumbria and we can reach them and we can bring them together. So it has its pros and it has its cons. I mean, absolutely, the, the, ha the idea of having these two things working together for a common end, I think it's really appealing. But um, yeah. if if you had the power, let's say that you would have like this crazy amount of power to change <laughs> something, anything in education towards the future that you envisage, what would that mm. be? What, what would you like to change to make the future more not a project like. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think there's a few things. I think changing the idea that one size fits all, um, this approach that everyone has the same learning style, um, I think that needs to change. I think everyone learns in such a different way and different approaches fit different young people. So I think that's something that absolutely has to change. Um, and creating space for young people to co-design and make choices about the way they want to learn and how they can shape that. Um, I think that's really, really important that we're not just kind of putting something on young people. And then really the arts being so devalued in our current education system, I think is something that we're coming up against time and time again. Um, you know, a lot of art subjects are being removed from education settings but then also things like mindfulness are being put in because young people are struggling to cope um, at school or in different settings or there's more mental health issues and I feel like those creative subjects are an outlet to really allow young people to express themselves to build those skills like confidence, collaboration, teamwork and by taking those creative subjects out of the curriculum and undervaluing the arts, I think that's where we're going to come up against problems. And I feel like the creative subjects are a real place that young people can, can be mindful and can think about the bigger picture and the world around them. And there's so many transferable skills that can be used for the future that come out of the creative subjects. So yes, that would be my main thing is one size doesn't fit all, allow young people to co-design the future and don't undervalue the arts. It, it is quite radical in a sense, because if you think about uh, value, valuable of, of art against mm. the other topics, um, it's quite a political thing. Sure. But also kind of just putting this back in the center and putting young people back in the center by co-designing that is also quite radical um who you who do you think could 
actually do these changes? Who holds the power in that regard? I guess it's the government and the real change makers in our society. I I also think it it depending on which education setting you're in, you you can also change your approaches and think about how you co-design and co-create with young people, even in more traditional education settings. Um, it's about maybe changing the mindset more than having to make huge, huge leaps and bounds in the way that you're delivering something. So it's maybe thinking about that idea that everyone is on the same level in the room, thinking about valuing everyone's opinions and everyone's um, thoughts in the room. And that would be a starting point. So I think, yeah, I think, I think it's a big conversation. I think it's something that has to start from the very top and then filter down. But I think, yeah, I think it's a shame because the arts does have so many transferable skills that that can be built in the way that we're creating. And I feel like if you want to be able to stand up in front of a room of people and present, or if you're wanting to, you know, develop your oracy skills or be able to um, work collaboratively or in a team or all of those things are what the art subjects really bring. And um, so if we if we cut them out, we're going to we're going to lose a lot. I mean, in a sense, you are you're working from the outside because you were saying stuff like that really go uh, to the core of what in academia is called uh, pedagogical beliefs or educational mm. beliefs or what people think education is, pe what people think students are and yeah. stuff like that, like how do they conceptualize, conceptualize stuff. But you're also working from another angle. So you're probably in the non-formal education. Yeah. But these people are in, uh, like most education is formal education. So that is quite a challenge as well. Have, have you in the project thought about putting, like doing some, some bridges and, and tying in your work with some more formal education? Have you done that before? Yeah, I mean, we work in lots of different education settings, so we often go into um, universities or um, secondary schools, primary schools, and we deliver workshops, um, but we also do CPD and, and work for teachers as well to upskill them in the way that we're creating. So often those kind of workshops allow teachers to take some of the skills and some of the practice that we're using in the room and apply that into other subjects. So for example, using forum theater or using other drama techniques that can be applied into, for example, their literacy or um, English lessons. Um, and you can take those skills and transfer it. So I think, yeah, absolutely. I think there's a huge amount of crossover in what we can do. Um, yeah. One would say that this is kind of the example of people like yourself coming from different uh, fields, in this particular case, the artistic field coming from the outside of the formal traditional means of education and kind of informing that back, fitting back into the 
traditional schooling system. Yeah. That is quite quite remarkable in a sense, because this is one of those examples that uh, really great things that are happening outside the mainstream educational field and make their way into it just by the power of doing it right, in a sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's remembering that, you know, what can be taken from these kind of workshops or this kind of creative way of working lots can be taken from it and also not every child or young person learns in the same way so you know we're often in education settings and teachers will say to us wow i've never ever seen this child or this pupil um speak in that way before or express their opinion or work in a team that well and it's sometimes because you've shifted the angle and you've shifted the focus and content of the work that they're able to step up and step forward in a way that they've never done before so if you stick to the traditional and you never um allow the format to change you're never going to allow some young people to really shine yeah i mean it it again it's part of what we train young people students in particular to be able to do in a particular setting yeah because we are very well trained to sit down <laughs> uh, be, be part of this bank education and and just listen and repeat this is just completely different absolutely and not everyone can sit down and be still and not everyone can listen and repeat so if we're talking about accessibility and um tailoring to try and not just fit a one-size-fits-all approach um yeah absolutely like some young people need to be physical and run around a space and express in a different way uh to just sitting down and repeating this 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 is this issue of kind of valuing one above the other in a sense mm. in a sense we want all our students to do both right like we want them to 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 try and sit down and listen and also to those that find it difficult to just stand up and perform something or embody their emotions to, yes. to get their way and navigate their way towards being able to do that because we have the other way around we have very good students in the traditional sense right that Absolutely. are very good at sitting down and you need them to kind of shake that off a little bit <laughs> yeah because but it's it'd be extremely unusual in whatever career path you want to take or any setting you want to go into in the future that you can not um you can never be in a situation where you maybe have to do a presentation or stand up or uh, talk about your work um or go to a job interview interview for example um you know that's another part of what we've done in the past is you is helping young people with uh, interview technique and um how your body language and your physicality tells a lot about you um because ultimately everyone at some point is going to be in that situation where you have to present and you have to present yourself and uh, even if you're not going into being an actor or you know a creative industry we are all going to have to be able to present to speak up to make our voice heard um really in any walk of life so i think it it can't yeah we can't just talk about being able to sit down and listen and that being the only important thing because there's so much more important things than that
and and it really hardly ever happens. It's true that that we think about the ability of of paying attention, sustained attention, and stuff like that, and and being able to mm-hmm. listen closely and understand. But also, as you say, Natalie, uh, all our students, all people, everybody, young people, older people, we all benefit from being able to perform, embody, express all express ourselves and transform creative material into whatever we want it's, it's not just absolutely about, yeah i mean it's not just about a handful of people that don't fit in it's about also everybody that could eventually benefit from doing these different workshops and, and participating in different initiatives yeah absolutely it's it can benefit everyone and as we say, those skills are completely transferable. So I think, yeah, it, it's not, um, it's just understanding the value in what this kind of work can give, even if, you know, a creative industry isn't the future goal. Um, it can give so much. Just um, as a wrap up, what would your uh, education futures message uh, be <laughs> to our listeners? What would you like to say to them? I would say let's create let's create a system with young people not put a system on young people. Well that's that that sounds just amazing. Um thank you. <laughs> thank you thank you again Natalie and uh thank you everybody for listening. Again this is the Knotted project. You can find it uh online the plenty of ways to get involved and support these initiatives. There's, there are plenty of initiatives and you can write to Natalie and the team and find a way to just be part of this, be part of some change in education in the future in the sense that, that they're proposing there are plenty of, of projects, plenty of future endeavors that they want to pursue. And if you think that there's a way that you can support them, just get in touch, right, Natalie? Absolutely, please do. We would love to collaborate. It's what we do. Um, So thank you so much. Thank you again. And thank you, everybody. Have a good day. Good night, wherever you are. See you soon.